Today on Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voices of Danielle Price-Lewis and Lucretia Tolliver, the owners and stylists of VK Beauty Bar. This dynamic duo powered up together in business to create and offer an upscale, relaxing environment inside the salon. Catering to the everyday on-the-go businesswoman, VK Beauty Bar's top priority is to educate their clients on the importance of healthy hair inside as well as outside of the salon. Tune in to our candid conversation as we chat on the power of working together and all things hair with Danielle and Lucretia of BK Beauty Bar. Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Tarian. And I'm your co-host, Yana. And um, this is another group chat series that we are having today. I'm super excited about this conversation because we are going to be talking about all things hair care. Yes. Um, we know hair is important to us and to, to Black women, it is very important. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've got two very special guests with us today. Um, Danielle and Lucretia from the BK Beauty Bar. And uh, I'm super excited about having this conversation today. What about you, Yana? Oh, I am too. You know, especially right now, <laughs> if, if hair wasn't important before, y'all, when you, you don't have your, your, your salon specialist, your hair care specialist in, in reach, and you got to put your own hands in your head. Mm -hmm. I need I need this chat so badly right now. Oh, so I'm so happy that they have said yes to this conversation. So welcome, Lucretia and Vanielle. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. You're welcome. Hey ladies. Hey, how are good, 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 good. Um, so I think normally what we would start off with would be our, our rapid fire questions, but I think we're gonna save that for the end for some fun stuff. So I think we're going to go straight into our conversation, right, Yana? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, as we get ready into our chat, um, can you ladies both share a little bit about yourselves and how you both got into the hair care industry? Okay, well, Vanya's going to go because she's the V and VK. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm Danielle. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, a little bit of my history, um, grew up there. I was always the one in the family that they would call to do everyone's hair, the braids, the roller sets, everything. So I'm like eight years old on the porch in Chicago, like roller set and braiding hair. So as time went by, my mom kind of guided me towards um, being a cosmetologist. She was like, I think that's your calling. That's what you should do. So I went to cosmetology school, graduated, um, and kind of started my career off in the city of Chicago. Um, and that's pretty much how I got into the beauty world. Um, that is pretty much my story. <laughs> um, 
I did hair in Chicago for about 12 years in an upscale salon, then relocated to Little Rock, Arkansas, um, and got married and started my clientele over here. And that's kind of how I ended up in Arkansas, um, being a hairstylist. Okay, I'm Krisha. Um Born in California, but basically raised here in Little Rock, uh, North Little Rock High, whatever. And I used to do my friend's hair all the time in school. I didn't know that that was something that I wanted to do at the time. I just got Devo, you know, kind of to doing it. Um, I really enjoy uh, just the outcome of seeing people be happy about their hair. And when I learned that it's something that I wanted to do is I, I was working for AT&T for like five years and I was kind of over it. And I was like, I really need to find something that I want to do and grow from. So what I did was kind of just sit back and really have a self-evaluation. And I was like, okay, what am I good at? So I was like, oh, well, hair, you know, whatever. So I visited beauty school and started from there. And here I am 10 years later, you know, still rocking it out, doing hair and really enjoying it and uh, doing it with great company. Nice, nice, nice. Now, okay, I, I, I didn't say this at the very beginning when I opened the show, but Lucretia and I actually went to high school together. Um, yeah. Lucretia, you're a year, year old. Did you, you graduate a year? Yeah, before? I graduated in uh, 2001. Okay, yes. So, here, so I'm gonna share what I remember my encounter with Lucretia. Lucretia, you tell me if this is if you remember <laughs> this as well. <laughs> so, um. I had been going to private school my entire life and I decided my junior year of high school, actually a little bit before my junior year, but really made that final decision going into my junior year of high school that I wanted to go to public school. Now I had been a cheerleader, middle school, beginning of high school and all that, but I knew that like the public school game was a little bit different. And I remember it was close, it was close to the end of the school year, getting ready to go into my senior year and cheerleading tryouts were coming up and I knew Lucretia was a, was a cheerleader um <laughs> and she was a really good cheerleader and I looked up to her and I don't remember like the circles we ran in were necessarily like the same circles but we knew some of the same people but I felt like I got the courage one day to just come up to you and be like I'm thinking about trying out for cheerleading like what do you think should I and you were like yeah and I'll help you <laughs> Um, and I remember going through clinics and you were like, you were like a big sister to me and like helped me through clinic. And I made the cheerleading squad, which completely blew my mind that I actually had made it. Um, and so, yeah, like that's, that's, that's a pretty like huge memory that I have or like encounter that I have with you. I was wondering if you remember that. Yes, girl, I still remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. If I I don't know if I ever told you thank you, but thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a (laughs) pleasure. I had so much fun. I miss those days. Yes, the good old, good old, good old days. Yes, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, Yana, did you have anything to follow up? No, no. Okay. Okay. So all right, my next question for you, for you ladies, um, can y'all share about the origin of the VK Beauty Bar um, and the power of working together, um, getting this off the ground? I I am curious to know, how do you ladies know each other? How did y'all meet? (laughs) Well, um, we both 
were actually at the time working in salon suites, which if you're not familiar with salon suites, people out there, um, it's a one person suite. You can have up to, I think, two people working in the suite. Um, they're individualized. So you can run your whole mini salon out of one suite. So um, it's usually in a building um, of a couple of suites. Um, I was in one, Krisha was in one next door to me. And <laughs> when I first moved there, um, I came from a salon. Um, I won't say it. It was it was kind of toxic. I had just kind of had it up to here with working in a salon, and I was like, "That's it." You know, salon suites had just came on the on the scene. I was like, "I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to open up a suite and just do things my way." And I'm just like totally cut off from women and blah blah blah, and just kind of going through a, like a bitter stage of my life. Um, so I have this neighbor next door named Lucretia, <laughs> and of course, she just did not want to let me be great. So. <laughs> She just came in and barged in my suite and was like, girl, what are you doing in here? Let me see, you got this yellow paint. I was just really into these colors at this time. So I had painted my whole suite yellow. Those are just like my brand colors. And she just busted in and was like, hey, girl, my name is Felicia. What you doing? What's, what's going on? Where you come from? And so that kind of started the friendship um, from there. So. Yeah, she tried to have way in but I wasn't letting go, you know, being me. <laughs> I kind of busted there and see what was going on. I was like, what is she doing in here? Like, she got the curtains closed. She don't talk to nobody. I, I was like, I ain't mad you. So, Danielle was off in the cut. Yeah. And, like, when she first came around to kind of see the uh, sweets and stuff, I was already working there. So, she came around. She was like, hey, you know, she was nice then. And then she got in her room and closed the door. I was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> I was like, we cool now. So, I'm to come to your room. <laughs> so that's kind of where we became. That's when our friendship started. And that was what, five, six years ago? Yeah, that was about yeah. like six years ago. Yeah, about six. Um, so, so back to like the origin of BK Beauty Brand and like coming together um, and, and getting this thing off the ground. Why do you think, why do you both think it's so important for women to work together and not against each other? I truly think that I wouldn't have been able to do this alone because you need like somebody to really talk to and really understand what you're going through when you're trying to open up a business and searching for that right building. You know, Danielle and I, we went months of looking at places and trying to figure out what we like. It would be some places we agree on, some places we didn't. It would always be something wrong with the place, you know. So to have that extra person that was having the same vision as I was, it made it a lot easier to have that motivation because it would be days where I'm crying and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. It's stressful. And she's like, it's okay. You know, we're going to do it. And then, you know, vice versa. Uh, she would have her days and I would kind of, you know, kind of piggyback off each other. And it, and with our friendship, it works really, really well because we're the same, but not the same. You know what I mean? Yes. And then also working at Salon Suite. I learned a lot about myself as well as I'm sure Krisha did is working alone sometimes. I mean, it can be a good thing sometimes, but sometimes it's just not the moves. Like, um, I learned that a lot of ideas um, can kind of roll out in your life when you just have that team or that surrounding or that person around you to kind of pull it out. Um, one of your friends or your peers could be, 
have their strong points um, that kind of balance out your weak points, you know, right. and that for, for me, that's what Cresha kind of done, um, you know, vice versa, where we have our weak areas, we have our strong areas. So I think that working together as women, a lot of times, you know, uh, you see that, especially in the black communities right. where we're all working against each other, the crab in a barrel mentality. And it's really, you're only as strong as your team. Like, you know, you can get so much more done as a team, you know, especially when you're open and you forget what you know, and you just kind of open up your mind and listen to different ideas. I mean, it's just, it's powerful what you can do as a team. Yeah, that's just a lot about yourself when you kind of have to let your guard down. Uh, actually take someone else's opinion into consideration and things like that uh, with just anything as small mm-hmm. as, you know, picking out a curtain or, you know, just anything as far as a business. It just, it teaches you how to see things in a different light instead of being in the suite and you're only your own boss. You, you basically can't go out and do, you know, things as a team. You don't have anyone to look forward to. It's just like you're in this room with your clients and that's it. No, I agree. And I thank y'all for sharing that, especially this whole mentality about, you know, us working together as women. And um, I just thought about it just it just made me think about Terry and I and, you know, with us starting the podcast, you know, we all we all we both have our strengths, um, but combined, um, it's just it's just so amazing how those two powers combined can create something so special and unique. And, right. Um, but when you can get to a space to where you're doing it for, um, it's, of course, egos are in check and in balance. You understand, right. you recognize, you can pull yourself. You know, we all have moments strong women. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you, can, but you know when you can pull yourself in, back and be like, okay, right. you take the reins on this one. That's not my area. I'm going to let you leave there. Right. I'm going to do what I do here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we think about it from the common goal and the mission of us just, you know, getting it done, you know, um, and standing behind the vision, always leading with the vision and mm-hmm. not, you know, how, who gets the recognition. Because at the end of the day, um, if you're both getting it done, it's for the betterment for, for you both. And the vision right, is right, going to be right. So I agree. We, um, as women <clears throat> in general, but especially because, you know, we're uniquely talking about black women, how much further we can get by just leaning on each other and really lifting each other yeah and lifting each other yes were you about to say something terry no 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 i'm 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 over here shaking my head and agreeing i agree with everything y'all are saying continue (laughs) um i want to ask like for you both so okay you've gotten to the space where you know you you built this bond and this friendship um you work alongside each other um, kind of in, in, in this in the standpoint from your sweets um when did you get to that point to like actually come together to formalize uh, vk beauty bar and do you guys each have your own set of you know specialties within the area of um, hair care needs um when we first set out to um do the salon um we did have a certain type of vibe in salon culture. We wanted to create almost like a woman's retreat, you know, a re- kind of, you know, upbeat, contemporary. We wanted people to be able to come in the salon, have fun, 
women come in the salon, have fun, just, you know, have a drink, um, let your hair down, get your hair done in peace, um, and just kind of have fun with it. Um, we, we think kind of what VK Beauty Bar sets us apart from other salons. It's one that we're a duo. Um, two, you know, we um, we both are very different. We're, we we have a lot of the same views, but we both are very different. Um, and I think that you know that kind of brings the vibe in itself. And I also specialize. Well, first first things first. First thing we specialize in healthy hair. That's our number one thing um, before we do anything. Both of us. But me, Danielle, I specialize um, in extensions. Um, that is kind of like an option, you know, my clients want to go to when they get bored with their natural hair. So that is kind of my um, specialty is extensions. Um, with me, I, I, our kind of thing as far as them coming together, it was uh, to the point to where we just really wanted to create something for women that was different, you know, like be able to come in. You don't have to worry about a whole bunch of people here. Like our appointment times are where you're here by yourself. So it's not, you have to worry about, oh, it's three people over here. She got to do before she gets to be, or, oh, I'm having to pay all this money. And then I'm sitting here all day. Like it's basically, we wanted to create that quality service where you're coming in and you're getting that, what you're paying for you know like you're getting refreshments we're making sure you're good we're making sure uh you need anything we check on you constantly it's your appointment time only it's not yours and everybody else's and it gives you time to bond with your stylist because a lot of people don't get to bond with their stylist or talk about things or build relationships when you have five other women in the room too you know you don't want to really talk about your business to everyone in the room or waiting all day or sitting in the salon for eight hours. You got kids, you're trying to be on the go, you're trying to come in, get your hair done and, you know, get out, but also get that quality service. So that's something that sets us apart from a lot of people out here. You know, we try to make sure that you have drive up parking, you know, you don't have to worry about running to the car and all that in the rain, you know, things like that. As far as in what I like to specialize in, I uh, really like to do a lot of different things, but my main thing is coloring hair. Like just, it's so many different type of things you can do when you're coloring hair, you know, dark and light and highlights, just uh, balayage, you know, just a lot of different ways that you can do. And I also like to do pixie cuts as well. That's kind of something that I've been doing since before I started doing hair. I used to cut my own hair. So those two are my passion, what I like to stand out for. But we really want BK Beauty Bar to be something for the modern women, like mothers, you know, or single women, you know, just anyone to come in and be able to have just that moment of peace. I love the fact that um, that y'all really took into consideration um, the idea of when someone is coming in, when a client is coming in for an appointment, that, that that is their time. That's time that they've carved out of their day to come and to make sure that they're taking care of themselves mm-hmm. um, and that they don't have to worry about, you know, how many people are behind or is my style is going to rush me, you know what I'm saying, rush, right. rush through the process on me um, because they're trying to, you know, fit everybody else in. I, I love that. Um, and I think that, that that's, that's huge and that's important and that's definitely going to keep people coming back to you right. for sure. Um, the other thing that um, 
and you kind of started talking about this a little bit, Krisha, but the idea of like, whenever you have a client and we know as black women, like the, the going to the beauty, beauty salon and getting our hair done is, um, it's, it kind of, it, it, it goes hand in hand with our, with our mental health. You become like um, a counselor for us or, you know, just a place where we, sometimes we can just kind of lay release, you know what I'm saying? So I want to know from y'all's perspectives as cosmetologists, can you share um, how deep hair care plays into the black culture as it relates to, to men, mental wellness um, for, you know, for black women coming and sitting in your chairs every day? Um, absolutely. Um, a lot of my clients that I've been doing for years, um, I've seen them go from, you know, being single to mothers, to wives, to divorced, back single, you know, and I think that every part in a woman's life, um, is crazy, but requires a different hairdo or hairstyle. <laughs> you know, I have clients coming in that, have went through the divorces, are going through divorces, and are like, just cut it all off. Just cut, you know, I want a shortcut. You know, it's going to make me feel, you know, this way, or it's going to make me feel like, you know, a new person. Or I have clients that come in that are like, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to be a bride. You know, I'm getting married. You know, I want to do long hair. I've never done long hair. I want extensions, and I want them real long, and I want them blonde. It's going to make me feel, you know, sexy for my husband, and you know, or when you, you know, you set out to get that new job and it's like, okay, I need to look, you know, corporate. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to look corporate. I need to go in looking like, you know, I know what I'm doing. So I think, you know, care care plays a big role in, you know, your mental, your mental, you know, because when you look good, you know, you feel good. So, and that's starting with your, you know, outside appearance. Right. And just, you know, just like she said, we watch, you know, our clients go through milestone and lifetime changes, you know, and it means a lot to them when they come in. And I'm like, hey, how did this go, you know, last time or whatever? I remember you telling me about, you know, when we actually build that rapport with the client and really remember their kids' names, you know, you remember the mother name, you're trying to remember everybody's birthdays, you know, just things that make people feel special, like little things. That's the thing that sets us apart is mm-hmm. the small things that count when you're actually when they're talking to you and you're listening to everything that they're saying and then you can remember it for the next time they come, you know, like, Hey, how was it? Are you feeling better? I know you were sick last time, you know, or making sure when they come in, Oh, it's their birthday. Let's give them a birthday card, you know, or let's have treats this day, you know, just different things like that really, uh, I think helps with a lot of women. And I think we all need that as, uh, as women this day and age, because we work so hard. Yes, I love that. I love that. I, another thought just popped into my mind. Um, I'm just curious because a lot of times as stylists, you are seeing your clients go, watching them literally go through life milestones, right? And sometimes moments can be heavy. Like you said, you know, someone's going through a divorce or, or loss of a family member or some something like that, or they're sick. How does how does sometimes, because you're having to carry a lot of that or you're receiving a lot of that information, how does that, how does that affect your mental health? Does is that ever play a, take a toll on y'all? I mean, it does. You know, at one point in time, I had, it seemed like all of my clients were going through a divorce and I'm, you know, right now, knock on wood, <laughs> happily married. So 
you know, that kind of, you know, was heavy. Um, but, you know, being a professional stylist, you have to learn where to cut things off and what to take home, you know, what to take home and what to leave at the salon, you know, and how deep you want to go with that client because clients, some clients will get deep, you know, and you just have to kind of learn how to cut some things off and leave at work, you know, or sometimes you have to change the direction of the conversation um, when it's just getting, you know, too heavy, you know, or sometimes even possibly, you know, hey, you know, this relationship isn't working, you know, maybe, you know, you should find a different stylist so I can refer you to someone else or, you know, whatever the situation may be. Not in all cases, but some cases, you know, you just have to make a professional decision for yourself so you can be healthy and come to work every day. And what she means by that, like sometimes, you know, you have, we have, you know, we, we are emotional. Like that's just us. That's just our nature. You know, we have our days where something in the job may have made me upset or my relationship's not going the way I want. And of course, we're their number one person. We're going to dump all that on. So it kind of, you have to decide on, okay, is this a healthy dump or is it a kind of toxic dump to where it's affecting my life and my home style? So depending on, you know, like you may have that one person that'll come in and be like, oh, you know, well, my hair didn't work this time. And you're like, okay, you know, no problem. Let's fix it or whatever. And then they continuously do that. It's kind of not, at that point, you have to decide, am I the problem or is it something deeper than that? So when you, more for it, yeah, when, you, when you cut that off and you just be like, okay, look, I, you know, love doing your hair. This is something I love doing. I don't want to have a job to where I feel like I'm stressed out every time you come. So with that being said, you know, you have to either learn to separate it or, you know, or talk to your client about it and try not to bring it home. But it is a lot that we carry on our shoulders as stylists. It's not just doing hair. It's more of getting to know your person, understanding them, understanding their moods and, oh, well, she don't really want to talk today. So we're going to just do hair. So, you know, you have to know that person and it's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I love that. Um, one thing I thought about, is uh, when you mentioned earlier about um, how, and Terry, you touched on this too, about how you guys are there for like different um, transformational moments um, in women's lives and you're going through their um, hair journey with them. This is more of a question for the group since this is a group chat. Um, I'm curious to know for um, each of you, like, um, well, let me kind of back, way, back up just a little bit. So hair I feel is like an outward expression for us. Um, it can be like our canvas um, to really express how we feel or really to just, you know, to it, hair plays into just it, like you say, into our emotions, into our mental things and mentally. Um, and sometimes we, we wear our hair for, you know, different reasons. It could be for um, ease of manageability because um, we want to change it up a little bit. We want to express ourselves a different way. We want to change it up. But I feel like sometimes um, I think other cultures, they can freely express themselves through their avenue of hair when I'm talking about like wild and crazy colors or different hairstyles and they can go out and about freely without having to consciously think about how they're going to be portrayed. Um, I asked this, I'm getting ready to ask my question, but this is coming from, um, because I've worked in the past in corporate life as HR and 
being on the um, the front line fighting and advocating for, you know, there to be this, to, to, to quit this divide on what is acceptable for work and what's not. Um, when we can have someone from one culture that can wear purple hair, but when someone black wears purple hair, it's too far-fetched. It's not. It's, it's called unprofessional or unkept or things of that nature. Um, I know you're both in the realm of hair care, but have there been moments for both of you? And Terry, you can ask. You can apply this. This conversation applies. Question applies to you as well. Has there been um, a moment for you where you had to experience altering your hair for this quote-unquote view of professionalism? Um, for me, per se, I haven't had that problem. Um, I have had clients that are, you know, they say that they would want to do, you know, maybe some purples or some blues, just kind of show their other side, you know, the fun side, but their job, you know, the corporation that they're working in, it's just not going to allow them to do that. So, yeah, that's something. And then I've been around Caucasian salon. I came from all Caucasian salon. So I color, you know, different crazy colors and stuff and just kind of ask them where they were and things like that. Some of them have work, you know, in banks or anywhere. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, double-sided when you come down to as far as us being told it's not professional. And sometimes, you know, Caucasian, they can fly with it. So, um, I hate that it's like that, but sometimes, yeah, I've had a few clients that have to kind of keep it on the brown, black, or uh, blonde hair color side instead of, you know, just kind of really going rainbow kind of type thing. Yeah, Vinya? Me, myself, um, I haven't really experienced that with clients. Um, I think probably maybe the type of clientele I have. Um, I, I mean, I've had, had some teenagers that have wanted to dibble-dabble in different colors that I've done in the past or, you know, for a Halloween party or something like that. Me, myself, I haven't, you know, had a client come in and ask for that or that is dealing with that. Um, military, yes, I have. They can't have certain things, but that's a different story. Um, but, you know, I'm very much woke and I, I see it every day. So I I do see the difference, um, you know, for other races, they can be more creative with their hair color or clothing or whatever and not get judged for it. I see that daily, um, you know, in the community, on movies. I mean, we, we see it daily. So yeah, and unfortunately, uh, it is a downside to being African American. Yeah. Um... I think I've shared this a couple of, I think last season we kind of had a conversation about this, but, um, you know, definitely even just changing, changing my mindset as far as, um, you know, I I call it my, the decolonizing my, my mind, um, as far as just what I thought was acceptable for, as far as, as what black women should look like and how we should wear our hair. And so, you know, when the whole natural movement really started to kind of kick back up again, I was like, so we, everybody, we just out here just wearing our hair any old kind of way. I'm like, that's what we doing? Um, but you know, interesting enough, <laughs> at the same time, I think, but then at the same time, there was like a piece of me that was like, man, I wish I could wear my hair like that. Like, but you know what I'm saying? It was kind of off in the cut judging, but still at the same time, kind of wishing like I could be free like that too. 
Right. So, you know, just over, you know, a couple of years of process and, and different things like that and just decided, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a take a deep dive in on the natural hair side. And, you know, I did. And I was like, man, this is the best decision I've ever made. I'm not ever going back. But I do remember even when I made that transition and I was working, working in education and, of you know, people were like, oh, like, oh, my gosh, like, you need to grow your hair. Like, I had cut everything off. You know what I mean? So it's like. <laughs> people that don't look like us making comments um, right. or saying, oh, you look like a, I think somebody called me, said I look like a wet llama. So, like just oh, all sorts of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he was being wow. real reckless out here. Um, so, you know, I definitely had my, um, my fair share of, you know, people judging me, me number one, judging initially and not understanding, you know what I mean? Um, being secure enough in myself and appreciating true beauty, beauty that we as Black women, women possess uh, in our natural state. Um, right. But then also once I got on the other side of that and then receiving the backlash um, in some instances from it. And not, not all the time, actually, I would probably say probably more people, and when I say people, I'm talking about white people, probably more white people have praised, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. It's pretty, da, 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 all that other stuff. Um, But at the same time, I definitely don't live for their approval. Um, And I I know not to do that. But but there were definitely, you know, a handful of, you know what I'm saying, folks that was being real reckless. And I was like, wow, that's what we doing? Yeah, right.
kind of, I don't want to say light the path. I'm not like a, um, I'm not calling myself a revolutionary <laughs> or something, but you know, maybe I was. Um, but I, I would, yeah, I would show up in, um, I'm, I love my curly hair. So I would wear my hair curly, but I would also wear my, I love my braids. And, right. you know, sometimes yeah. I'm the yeah. only black person, black woman too, in the room. And I'm full of, a room full of, of white men that were quote unquote um bp and mm -hmm. levels and um that just being a moment of like okay i'm sitting in here not for me but for other women too and i would right. walk out some of those rooms and some women would be like oh my gosh i love your hair i'm glad i'm glad to see that we that you know someone like looks like me that can freely just mm -hmm express themselves and i'm like yeah you can too i was like i understand that you know it's hard sometimes to break outside of that mold but um i don't know it's just it 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 always affected me in some way especially in that profession seeing you know how we allowed it to be okay in certain instances but um it it you know we, we have to be conscious in every um room that we step in if we're being quote unquote accepted so right mm -hmm. um i was just curious just to hear like has anyone had those experiences or if you had clients that kind of um had to share it into those experiences so yeah we, um, we definitely had clients you know to come in like i would dare go natural i wouldn't i would never do that i'm just gonna say with my creamy crack i'm gonna be this relaxer blah 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 and then some of mine would end up you know seeing me when I was going natural, because I, you know, Terry, you know, she's, I've had a relaxer and a pixie all my life. Yeah. So when I cut mine off, um, it started intriguing my clients to want to go natural. They're like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not like that. And I'm like, well, you can be natural. You don't have to wear it in its curl pattern, but you do have the best of both worlds because you mm -hmm. can straighten it and you can wear curly. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just be stuck with one way, you know, so a lot of my clients started at that time transitioning as I was transitioning. So it really worked out really well. The hair is a lot healthier. The bond is a lot stronger. Uh, you really can tell the difference. And I teach them, like when I'm shampooing the hair, I'm like, well, feel the difference between what your, you know, new growth is and your relaxed ends that we're trying to transition off is. So, right. yeah, it's, it's yeah. a battle, a constant battle with us <laughs> in our hair. Yeah. And I don't want this to feel like this is a uh, relaxed versus natural hair conversation because i know sometimes mm -hmm. that we can fall into that that trap within our own culture um right. this versus this or hair weave versus not and for for me and i'm pretty sure for you for both of you and you Tarian, what we advocate for is healthy hair and the freedom to express you right. and you know mm -hmm. it what makes you feel good what makes yes. you you and if that means Throwing in some extensions, throwing mm -hmm. on a wig, because Terry, you know, I'm good for a good wig that um, may be a curly wig, <laughs> but I'm good for a wig too. Um, yeah. Whether it's locks, whether it's braids, whether it's color, no color, it's bald, it's whatever. Um, whatever you want to do with your yes. hair, yeah. And that's what uh, us as African American women need to realize. You can't judge everyone by what they're wanting to do because everybody's not the same. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You have people I... that want to have no hair. You have people that want hair down to their back. You know, like it's just. 
all what that person prefer, but you shouldn't judge another woman by when she's walking down the street like, oh my God, her fro is so big and da 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 da, you know, it's dry looking or something like that. Or if you see somebody with weed, well, why she's wearing a wig, you know, like just things like that. It's because we want to. It's just yeah. something that we want to do. And not only that, I think too, which you which you both alluded to earlier, is back to those milestones. It, women are we are constantly ch- changing and evolving and going through something. And because a lot of times we use hair as an outlet for our, our self expression, mm-hmm. like you said, why we can't be out here judging another sister for how she's wearing her hair and not knowing her story or her you know what I mean or what got her to that place and why she chose to wear her hair the way she's wearing it at the moment because there's a right. story behind that as well. It definitely is always a story. story. Yes. (laughs) It definitely is. Yeah, that's that's a book. If my hair was a book, (laughs) the things it would tell. Um, Okay, so a little bit segueing back to VK Beauty Bar. Um, I know that you both, um, and this goes back into you working with um, other women and other you know, supporting other businesses, um, you know, and, you know, working together to help each other grow. I know that you offer products that you retail and offer at your salon um, as it relates to hair and skincare. Um, Can you tell us a little about some of those? And well, actually, I'm curious to know, like, what was your process of vetting your suppliers for um, these products? Because I know these are products you're using on your, your, um, on your um, clientele's hair. So I know you have to like go through like a certain thing process to make sure that, okay, this is. One, um, well, cause some of the uh, people that we, we use for one, we use more than one product. It just all depends on that person's hair and what their hair care needs are. So it's not one certain particular product that we use, uh, but to get like who we, uh, supply from and everything, just kind of by working in the suites, we did have different vendors that would come around and I would ask them to try different stuff or say, you know, what's the top seller or try it out on my hair or try it out on my daughter's hair before I start using it on the clients. Just kind of use it a couple of times to kind of get the gist of it, to see how it feels. Uh, One of the product lines that we do like to use is Nairobi. They do have uh, items for natural hair, relaxed hair, just all type of hair so if you wanted to twist it out they have foams and creams for that i really do like their scalp bombs that they have that we retail uh we have shampoo and conditioners leave-ins you know uh shine sprays just everything and we do use it at our salon we wouldn't you know retail anything that we don't use uh to clients we just want you to you know keep maintaining what we've done so far Instead of you going to like Target or going to Walmart and spending 50 and $60 on products and you don't even know what you're doing. Like you don't know what type of hair you have or what your hair needs. You don't know if you need moisture in your hair or if your hair has too much moisture. You don't know if your hair is oily, you know, things like that. So that's where it comes back to talking to your uh, stylist and, you know, that relationship that you build with your client. So it's just um, all of it, you know, just using just different lines is it's, it's kind of like a um what i was trying to say just something where you have to kind of trial by error type thing and maybe like okay well i like this shampoo but then i don't like this shampoo in this line because it's not that we like everything in nairobi it's just we have to we do have some favorites and then we also have some by madani that we do like um 
we have Joy Co that we like, you know, just different type of products like that. Uh, and our suppliers are always constantly telling us, hey, this is something new that's out. You may want to try this out or they'll let us do like a free trial of it. And we'll test it out and say that did really work or it did work, you know, things. Uh, we also retail Her Healing Hands, which is a, uh, Oregon a natural hair, uh, not natural hair, I'm sorry, a natural skincare line. Yeah, and like it goes back to what Christian says in the process of vetting um, suppliers. Um, we do look for uh, a supplier that offers a broad range of supplies. And right now, our strongest um, hairline that we are retailing is Nairobi. And that is one of the reasons we do um, retail Nairobi because it's very broad. Because we have clients with dry hair, like Christian said. We have clients with oily hair. We have clients that wear twist outs. We have clients that wear silk presses. And um, Nairobi kind of uh, kind of does it all. Um, and it kind of works for, you know, our clients for the different textures um, or, you know, breakage or whatever issues they're having at that time. It, they offer a broad range of supplies. So that's um, that's why we chose Nairobi. But yes, there that that's one source of what we use to vet suppliers. We also have a skincare line um, called Her Healing Hands. It's an organic uh, skincare line, and we actually came about that um, product actually through a client that comes in our salon that makes all of her own supplies. Um, they work. Um, they're very concentrated. They have, they are, they're not water-based. So when she says, you know, she's using H2O or uh, not H2O, um, just say rosemary or uh, whatever type of oil or uh, scrub she's, she's put together, those ingredients in there are very potent. They're not watered down, so they do work. Um, that is one reason why we chose to go with that product because we would always hear clients say, oh, my skin, I have bags under my eyes, I have blemishes, I have this, I have that. We would always hear a lot of um, skin issues. So when my our client um, mentions to us that she was doing a product line, we were like, oh my God, we would be so interested in you know retelling that and that just goes back to working with other women you know um how powerful things can be when you all come together and you know piggyback and feed off each other's ideas because we're strong believers in you know um a lot of organic products too right. so yes definitely it's definitely been a blessing she's uh the owner of her healing hands so to actually be able to bring something into african-american women in skincare line that actually works uh, it's definitely less and you, you know what's in it. It's not all those toxins when you go to the stores and read on the back of the label and see all those ingredients and you have to Google what's, what it is. So it's it's not a whole list of things that she puts in her products as well as when we use the Nairobi products. They don't have a lot of ingredients in their products. It's basically get straight to the point and it's there to serve um, the purpose of what we're doing in our salon. Yeah, I love that. I love how y'all... Um... I just love the idea of how y'all support uh, one another and you also support the people within your community and your clientele. And, you know, we love seeing black women supporting other black women. Um, and, and obviously within these hair care um, lines as well. 
Um, I want to know how important was it for you both to educate yourself and perfecting your craft? Like I know, Danielle, you talk about um, you you specialize in extensions and Krisha, you specialize in cuts and and both y'all do, I think, color and and just I mean, you y'all y'all specialize in a a vast array of things. Um, But specifically for the both of you healthy hair is the most important thing um, for both of you. But I, I just want to know, like, how was how important was it for you to educate yourself in your specific craft? And then um, just kind of like a follow up is what advice would you give to someone uh, Would you offer to someone uh, wanting to break into any form, form of entrepreneurship? Well, I think that the important thing when you're trying to break into entrepreneurship, um, it's so many talented people out here, especially with the internet being at the forefront. You know, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You have all these artists and creatives that have this space to, you know, express themselves. It's very important when you are stepping out to be an entrepreneur is do the thing that everybody is not doing. It's like, okay, everyone is doing extensions, but how can you specialize in that and be different in that? You know, because that's what's going to make you stand out, you know, because you can get a good weave, you know, just about anywhere now, you know, so what makes you different? What makes you What's exceptional about what you offer? So I think that it's very important to dive deep into, you know, your specialty and perfect that. And, you know, like I said, once you find your niche and your specialty to um, figure out um, what makes you stand out, what's different about that, you know, um, because we all have our own gifts, you know, and that in itself is, you know, your power, you know. To make you stand out so you just have to think of things you know just if most salons are not open on sunday be the salon that's open on sunday you know like just think outside the box i think that's very important when finding your specialty and you know when you step out to be an entrepreneur because you know it's it like i said it's just so many talented people out there now it's just you just have to find ways to be innovative and different to stand out. And then with the training and things like that, uh, um, as far as in like hair color, you can never get too much training, you know, so constantly watching, you know, videos and keeping up on the latest trends, the easier way to do something to save more time, but still get efficient results. Uh, taking classes, like different going out of state not or in state. We have online, you know, that you can kind of get training from. You can, uh, we'll come up here and try to do extra training. And or if, if I watch Danielle do a color a certain way, I'm learning right then. Or if she watches me do a color a certain way, she's learning. So it's like, that's a separation from being in a suite by yourself or being out on the floor with someone. You really can learn and feed off of someone like, oh, I didn't know she could do that that way. So let me try, you know, or, hey, what was that that you were doing on that client? So I can try it on my next client or what's the process or, you know, just seeing the before, the during and the after things like that is very important to keep education in your life. And my advice for people that's kind of upcoming and out is, Definitely, when you graduate out of a beauty school, you would need to go work with someone. Mm-hmm. 
I would not advise anyone that has graduated out of beauty school to just jump out there and go get a suite and be in a room by yourself. Because what's going to happen is you're going to eventually get discouraged and you're going to be like, well, I'm not learning anything new. Uh, and then if you're behind a chair working so much to where you have to pay that sweet rent, you're not going to have time to be able to go and take the classes or travel and do this, that and the other. But when you start under someone and you learn more because beauty school only teaches you basics, it doesn't really dive into, oh, well, how do I fix this color or how do I do this? But when you're working and someone takes you under their wing, they're actually teaching you. Like my uh, old boss, he taught me a lot of different ways to color. A lot of, um, he certified me in L'Oreal professional color hairline. So I am a certified colorist. So if I had not done that and just kind of tried to venture off on my own, I wouldn't know how to do anything. It was just, I would still be kind of closed off and still doing it like I was still in beauty school. Yes, and when you step out to be an entrepreneur, constantly, especially in um, being a cosmetologist, this is a um, area where it's constantly evolving. You have to level up. You have to evolve. You know, you can't be the stylist. I've had clients come in and say, well, I've been with my stylist for 10 years, and, you know, I really love her. She's the greatest lady on earth. But, you know, she's still doing roller sets, you or know, she so, won't cut my hair. Or yeah, she or do she, doesn't, she, she doesn't do, um, you know, hair that isn't relaxed. She doesn't want to get into the natural trend. It's you have to keep up. You have to constantly evolve and level up because our, you know, clients, we're, we're just natural. We, we we have wandering eyes, you know, you can be doing a client for five years and it's a salon across the street and it's like, oh, wow, they're over there doing this. This is new and innovative thing. Their eyes are going to wonder. So you have to level up and you have to constantly, you know, evolve, stay one step of the game and also keep yourself together. Look like that girl, you know, that people want to come to. Don't come to work with your hair all over your head. You know, I know a lot of people are like, well, this is my, this is my business. I can run it how I want to run it and I can, you know, wear what I want to wear. But, you know, you, you attract what you put out, you know? So if you want to be that girl that, you know, has a full book and that key is keeping clients coming in, be the new innovative fresh face that they that clients like to see you know um so that would be my advice because a lot of times we can get comfortable and complacent and it's like oh i have all these clients i'm booked and this and that and this and that but not for long if you're not leveling up and staying on top of your education and diving into your niche and you know figuring out what makes you stand out all of those things are legs that kind of support your business that will keep your business going I love that. Um, yes, if you, and this is just in general, if you're not one that continuously doesn't want to evolve and get better, then it's like, look what you're doing with your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get bored too. They come in, I'm like, oh my God, if I got a flat on these are there sometimes moments where you push back it's like because i i get that you want to definitely be on trend you want to learn different things but 
sometimes are there some things that you push way push back because you know it's still healthy care is still the forefront where you're you're still right. having to leave but that's yeah, like <laughs> kind of like no we're not doing it you know like <laughs> I yeah, yeah, we had those times where they'll come in and be like i want to be bleach blonde and gotta relax yeah. so i'm like girl yeah we have some clients <laughs> that's gonna change a little bit too much we're like, like okay come on now. <laughs> just went blind like wait <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we definitely get those in there. You know, or it may be a client and be like, okay, I think I want to do a middle part today. I'm like, you know, you don't want to do this middle part, but we gonna try. But they'll come back and be like, girl, I had to switch back over by the time I got home. I'm like, I'm like, well, at least you try. You know, so you know, it's it's all fun and games. It's funny. No, yeah. I, I I I actually appreciate that because for one, I don't want to be out here in these streets looking foolish. And, 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 and <laughs> no, we <we're> don't. <laughs> and I know, and I, I was like, this is a, you know, we're carrying your work. So as a stylist, you're like, okay, I, you know, you are a walking billboard of me. Right. <laughs> So right. those times they're coming they like, I want you to curl it this way. I'd be like, don't tell nobody I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't even tell that I did that because, uh, no, this is not something I would prove it of, but I'm going to let you rock it this one time, but we're going back to normal. Like, right. like I swear, you you wouldn't even believe the stories that we have. Yes, and do you guys happen to like, because um, I know sometimes hair care, um, you know, as cosmetologists, you have to kind of, like you're not necessarily, you're not dermatologist, but you do right. work with like you know like certain some. I know there are sometimes there are clients that may have you know conditions and you know they 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 may um, cannot have wear certain products or certain things in their hair, but they want mm-hmm. it so bad because it's a trend. And sometimes you have to step in into that role of like not only just a hair care professional, but kind of like being somewhat of an adjacent of a hair health care professional because health is important right. too when it comes to your hair and you. Um, have you found yourself in those tricky moments of having to really tell a client no um, because you not only because it's more than hair, like you yes. want them to have good health as well. Yes, we have. Oh, yes, all the time. We have <laughs> yes. Like you said, we have some clients that want to change too much. <laughs> you know, they may go blonde uh, one week and come in the next week and like, okay, I want long extensions, long, long extensions. It's like, hold on, let's get adapted to, you know, be blonde. Let's treat that first. Right. Like, make sure your hair is, um, you know, getting everything it needs first before we do that. And then we can talk about extensions, you know, a couple of months from now or I mean, yes, we definitely have to, you know, it's a balance with um, leveling, leveling up and keeping fresh ideas coming out as well as, um, you know, keeping the hair care in check, too. Yeah, I've definitely had my share of clients in the last year, and I just, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and we go head up, you know, like, she loves me that I love her to death, but I'm just like, no, like, we're not doing that. Like, right. <laughs> and, well, you know, I'm serious, like, this is just, this is how it is. If you wanted to relax, if you wanted to do that, I'm about healthy hair. So, you know, you would just have to go somewhere else because I'm not going to damage your hair like that because you're my walking billboard, like you said earlier. It's, you know, you're somebody, well, who did your hair? And that's the first thing we're going to do is tell each other, you know, what mm-hmm. who my stylist is. We love to have that talk in the break room, you know. So, right. yeah, we've had those people. So I have to protect myself as well as protecting 
clients, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that just goes to show, too, that, you know, it's not always about that bottom line. It's not always about making it, making you know, making that almighty dollar. Why, yes, that's important because you run a business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I think just hearing that too, that's refreshing to hear because I, I read There's a lot of them out there that yeah, be like, okay, I am curious to know. I, this is, this is, this is, since we having a chat, I'm just curious to know because I, what are your thoughts? And, you know, if your thoughts, that, hey, these are your opinions, but I'm just curious to know about your thoughts on, like, I've seen where, where, where people have talked about where some stylists be like, oh, you want a certain style? Then I'm going to need you, you need to wash your hair, oh, oh, dry wow. your hair, yes. all this stuff before you come <laughs> in to me. And then charge your own religion. Yes. What are y'all, how y'all feel about that? How are you going to take care of somebody's hair who's washing it at home themselves? Exactly. That's what I'm like, how are you going to say you do healthy hair, but they're doing their hair themselves? All you're doing is braiding it up and putting it in or putting this other stuff. Now, box braids, I get it. You got to come with hair, but real, like, okay, let me wash my hair at home, but I'm coming to let you flatter. Like, what? Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. That, that's part of a service. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that you have to treat the scalp first. Right. You know, if you want a healthy head of hair. So if you're not treating that scalp and cleansing that scalp, guess what? That hair is going to be dry. It's going to have buildup. It's not going to have any life in it. It's not going to perform like, you know, you want it to perform. And the thing about it is the water pressure at your house is the same as in salon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really realize that, you know, like it's a totally different water pressure. So and a lot of people think that they clean their scalp really, really good, but they really miss areas and you know things like that it's like okay why relax your hair come and get it done you know what i mean like it's just it, you're cheating yourself it's like go get the full service so you can really you can't complain about someone when you're doing half of the service yeah you have to trust that person you have to be like well she's actually treating my hair washing everything i'm not at home washing my hair and going to get it done like and then try to complain about i'm unhappy my hair is breaking or my hair is shedding. I'm like, well, you're not coming to get the proper treatments. For one, we can't we, we can't really do anything if you're coming once a month. That's not really logical, you know. Uh, every two weeks or, you know, I have clients to come every week and things like that. But, yeah, you um, definitely have to, you know, just talk to people because a lot of women think, oh, well, I can watch on YouTube and do it myself at home. And I'm like, okay, but it's still not the same. Okay. Well, y'all, this has been such a good, enlightening conversation, and we thank y'all for just being, you know, open and sharing your experience. Um, before we kind of head yeah. out, we have um, this segment that we've just just kind of coined just now, as of now, called "From Your Perspective." So we're going to ask a few questions from your perspective, perspective. Um, I actually, we actually, some of these questions were pulled from some of our listeners. So we want to ask you guys, especially right now, because, you know, we're going through the COVID-19 crisis right now. And a lot of us are itching to get y'all's magical fingers in our heads again but until that old faithful day returns um we just want like some you know we want to hear from the stylists themselves the people who are trained professionals in this 
um, kind of what we can do during this time frame. So first question I'll throw out, someone asked, um, where do you stand on putting oil directly on your hair? Some specialists say no oil because it creates a barrier for the water to be able to hydrate the hair, while others say you need oil to keep your hair moist. What is your perspective? Well, it depends on the hair type. You know, you have um, hair that has high porosity, you have um, hair that has low porosity. And what that means is, you know, some people have low porosity where their hair that is when your hair has the ability to not um, absorb any oil. So, you know, it just, as soon as you put oil in it, it just dries right out. As soon as you go outside, it's, it's just back dry. Even when you shampoo and it, um, the conditioner doesn't stick. Um, for those type of people that have low porosity hair, um, we would advise steam treatments because steam kind of, it's almost like, you know, it opens up those hair strands and lets the oil and conditioner kind of penetrate. Those are the type of people that need to steam to put moisture in their hair because without moisture in the hair, um, African-American hair is, our hair is dry by nature. With, without that oil and conditioners, um, it will just get dry and break off, kind of just like a plant. So for people with low porosity, yes, um, you need to put as much oil and conditioner in your hair as you can. But like I said, you're going to need a steamer to kind of open that hair shaft up for that hair to absorb. People with high porosity hair that hold on to moisture that gets very oily, you know, it, it sits on the hair, they don't need much, not so much. You know, you don't need a lot of product. You are the people that kind of need like lightweight products, um, you know, not a lot of oil because your hair is producing oil at a faster rate and it, it holds on to oil. So it just really depends on the hair type um, when you're talking about, you know, oil and conditioners. Awesome. And I actually know a little something about porosity. I've been trying to, you know, learn some stuff about hair. Um, mm -hmm. And one I've, I've learned was like this hair strand test. Is this true that, I guess it depends on like if, it, if it's, can you do this if only if your hair is in a natural state or can you do it when it's relaxed? Like do like a hair strand and put it in water and if it, is if it floats, it means it has, is it high porosity or low porosity? You can do it with either or relaxed. You can see it with relaxed or non-relaxed. It'll, you know, either float to the bottom or kind of be midway or where it floats to the top. Okay, so if it floats, my, is it? My actual professional opinion, I would say, you know, just go in and actually have a consultation with the stylist to kind of really be able to look at your hair. Yeah, too. Right, right. Yeah, I'll go see your professional. Are <laughs> <No. laughs> you do you virtual cons consultation since we're in this space? Oh, like, do you I really like get a, like a clear like? <laughs> kind of hard because when we do the consultations with clients, we actually you know take your hair down, kind of feel it, right. go through at your scalp, and really actually go in detail. We can look on you know virtual consultations, but. To get the better uh, information that you will be looking for, it's best to kind of go into the salon and actually let somebody get their hands on your hands. We can really feel if it's moist, we can feel if it's dry, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of really tell you what you need. Right. Yes. And right now, um, you know, nurturing clients' needs as far as hair care, 
we do have a Facebook private group for our clients and you know we are selling hair kits um, curbside um, with an instructional card on there that tells you everything to do with your hair. Um, also, in that Facebook uh, private group for clients, we're telling you, you know, almost every other day what to do, you know, and that's a platform clients can go to and just ask us anything. You know, we have clients that get on there and ask all types of questions. Well, my hair is shedding. Um, what do I need to do this? My hair, it won't lay flat under my wig you know, we'll get on there and answer them, you know, immediately. So um, as far as the virtual conversations, uh, virtual uh, classes or consultations, we're not doing those, but we do have a platform where clients can go and ask and, you know, if they need us, we, we chime in and answer all their questions. Perfect. And and once we get closer to the end, which we're, we're getting close there, we'll, we'll ask y'all to share that information, like where we can go. Where listeners can go to 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 be able to get get a little more in depth information on those classes. Um, so my next question, from your hair hair perspective, what's one hair care product uh, that you can't live without? Um, I think the detox shampoo. Um, I like to do a detox and cleanse everyone's scalp cleanse everyone's hair because a lot of people think you know their scalp is clean and it's not you know you're not getting the scalp clean you kind of have to detox just like your body just kind of get all the build up off of it i think that's uh my number one product i can't live without and you can do that you, you you don't have to have a shampoo i mean if you you know, on a budget or can't come to the salon right now we recommend you know the apple cider vinegar um cleanse for your scalp um there are other ways to um detox your scalp and kind of clean everything off nice nice i'm gonna agree with her on that one my second one is uh actual blow drying serum that i use by nairobi that's really really good it's like a leave-in conditioner uh that really helps seal the bun down on the hair you know sometimes blow drying and you see all those little pieces sticking out your actual mm-hmm. hair follicles, you know, and sprinkles and breakage and stuff. This really yeah. seals on the hair follicle, and it's really good to blow dry with. You don't have to use a lot of products to flat iron with afterwards. That's how we're able to get those silky looking silk out. So that's my other one. But the f- number one is actual scalp detox for me too. Okay, I've seen I've seen the pictures and the videos of the silk outs, and boy, y'all be silking mm-hmm. out some hair. I'd be like, dang it, why am I? I don't live in Arkansas anymore. But I'm saying this: uh, next time I ain't come home, I don't come home very often. But when next time I do, I will make sure, like ahead of time, to book ahead to carve out some time to make an appointment to come see you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Both we'll of us. I'm so excited. Yes. Woo. Okay. Um, okay, what's one hairstyle that you've always wanted to try but never attempted, either on your hair or on your client's hair? One hairstyle that I want to try, I want to go blonde. You just want blonde. Okay. I like blonde. Like, I'm terrified. Like, platinum blonde? blonde? Like 
you know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I only can last for about a month or two, and then I'll do it. But I would, I, to try something new, I would try to, you know, go bloom. Okay. Blonde it is. What about you, <laughs> I think I would try to get my natural curls to pop. Um, for me, I'm just so busy in the salon and with my kids. Um, the curls are a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a natural straight, <laughs> which means I don't have any chemicals, but I always with my hair straight or it's an extension. So I would probably try to do, let my natural curls pop and just be free for a while. <laughs> no, I've lived that life too, that the natural straight life. I, Cause I used to always, I, I loved my little Tony Braxton pixie cuts and I was like, I don't want to relax it, but I want like some so I want like the shortcut. So I used to <laughs> That was me. I, I told you I'm always chopping my hair. But actually the one style that I actually want, um, I've been kind of going back and forth with if I can keep my hands out of cutting my hair or have other people cut my hair. Um I actually would like to try locks. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the sister locks or the other lock, like the actual dreadlocks? Um, you know, I, it's funny because I've actually gone back and forth. I don't. Um, I just love. I really like, the like those actual, sister locks, but it just takes so long. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's that's the big thing with sister locks is like the maintenance and in, in the right. in that time. But um, because I'm such. I, I'm more of a free spirit and right. I I just want my hair to just be free. So, <laughs> um, so sometimes I get into those modes. I was like, Oh, I would love to, but then I have, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm conscious. I'm self-conscious, especially <laughs> around the, the nape, the back of my hair, because that's my weak spot. And it, it breaks off a lot. It'll grow and it'll break up. Maybe I need to come. Maybe I need to come. I'll let y'all see. I can look at it and tell me what's going on. Because right. everything. Do you, it'll you grow. scratch it? Is it like a stress? You probably have like a stress spot. Yes, I think that's what I. I think. Yeah, some people have like that stress spot where mm-hmm. they're kind of like dig in their scalp and don't really realize they're doing it, and mm-hmm. it breaks it off. Yes, and so I just always. That's why I'm always just cutting my hair because when I feel like it's growing, and then that little spot just. Just won't do right. Something's like I'm just gonna cut it. I'm cutting it all off again. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely, you know, one day I may be a lock. Girl. Well, the good thing about locks is you can comb them back out. True. Yeah, <laughs> like you could try, you know, try it out for a month or something. Like, okay, this ain't working. It is just comb it back out. One of our kids, mm-hmm. uh, she just did that's hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the trying spot because Syria knows me. I would try something. <laughs> I may be a stylish dream because I'm like, yeah, girl, let's try. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that would what I would say would be for me. What about you, Tyrion? Um, you know, I it it's probably and it hadn't been till I probably got into my thirties, late twenties. And well into my 30s where I, I was comfortable with the idea of like, you know, stepping outside of the box and trying different things. So um, it's, you know, just with the last five, six years, where I'm like, oh, you know, I might try that or I'd be willing to try doing that with my hair. But um, I, I don't even know the name of this style. 
so forgive me. But it's like the really short cut. And I think I've seen like a lot of natural girls wearing it where it's like a little texture on the top, but it's almost like faded around. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about like faded on the sides and like the top real long and curly. Yes. Oh, I've been thinking that's cute, but child, yeah, I part of me scared, but I tried. That's what I wanted to do, but I just let mine grow out of that. I was like, oh, I can't even scared. <laughs> that's, yeah. Like, I, I, I would like to try something like that, but then again, I'm like, I'm growing my hair out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You gotta try it. Look at me. I'm over here to try anything. Right. You're like, I tried if you tried. Well, don't ask me because I'll always be that friend. Girl, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> you really do. Pumping <laughs> each other up. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Um, well, y'all, this has been. We can talk here all day. Y'all know I didn't got excited. Yeah. Like, I got some more things right. I can ask, but um, I, we ain't gonna hold him up. Um, right. We thank both of you, Vingel and uh, Lucretia, for taking the time to share your story and um, hanging with us today. Y'all are at the salon. Y'all don't, y'all don't actually went to the salon yeah, and to chat right. with us. Yeah, they, they pulled up. <laughs> y'all both about to go do each other hair back here. <laughs> for you for other black yeah, women building, thanks for looking out building these platforms for other black women to come on we are thankful yes of course and of course. you know we want to definitely even without this current circumstance going on we always want to shine and uplift um our black women that are you know doing phenomenal things but for those listening even more so right now you know times have kind of got us to a point where we're shifting um, things in our business and unfortunately that has had a great effect as we all know with our salons um, so definitely do all your best to continue support um, your stylist and think of them um, even if you got to pay for a little, um, a little quick tip before you try to put in that box perm please go consult your stylist <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> Be like, better yet, don't even buy the box. Just, just be okay for a little bit. Right. right. We don't it's need not them. Too long. We, all have been, we all have been off since like March 23rd. Right. 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 We don't need them doing having bigger product um projects for when they when they do read. They come back. Yeah. Like, oh Lord, I, I just I just I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> for the doors be open y'all are probably just make sure y'all appointment set it straight because i know people are gonna be knocking the door down oh, to get yeah. into that chair right. i'm over here telling my fans i'm like i'm working from 7 a.m to 9 p.m 10 o'clock at night he's like no you're not i'm like okay you're right <laughs> but i'm gonna be so excited to come back um Okay, well, as we wrap, um, just a few closing questions that Terry and I have, and then I promise we'll let you both go. Um, We always ask every one of our guests to come on the show, uh, what's a power word that's leading them for the year? Um, I know this year has been a little unique than most years for us, so that word probably could have changed. Um, What would you say, if you can think of one word, what would be your power word for 2020? 
Um, I think we can only pick one. I'm gonna let you pick yours. <laughs> I mean, we've had some people throw in a couple, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm gonna say evolve, and you said one, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's your other? Um, I, I I think collaboration. Um, yes. Mine is network and support. I know y'all said one, but I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Probably like network and support because I think we should all support each other. Uh, without each other, I don't think we really can grow. So that's something that I think we really need to get back to. Uh, like back in our, our, our ancestors, you know how they used to support each other. So support would definitely help build the African-American, you know, industry. Yes. Yeah, as our good friend says, support is sexy. Support is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like. <laughs> um, yeah, I, those are great words uh, for 2020. And um, I think we are definitely, especially right now, we are, we are trying our best in, in new and innovative ways to collaborate we're having to evolve and mm-hmm. you know network and 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 of course support each other and that's what we love doing here in our show, show is right um, obviously giving black women a platform to share their stories their expertise um the right. good the bad the ugly and everything else um and and the you know and just to show the world you know who we really are from our perspective and our narrative right. um one other question i do have for y'all Mm-hmm. Is I, I know you guys are kind of just waiting for the green light to be able to get back in the salon and do what y'all do best. Um, and I know y'all have the hair kits that y'all are doing right now, which I think is really cool that y'all are still able to connect with your clients to make sure that they're taking care of their hair. Um, but is there anything special in the works or new in the works that y'all have in, coming up this year? We had a few different things. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do. We were gonna do one of the things we were doing was like a Little Rock Market Night, where they have uh, a lot of different vendors and people go out downtown Little Rock and kind of just show what you're about and what you're offering. Uh, we're gonna start doing pot, not podcasts, but we're gonna start doing like little videos showing you know different ways to flat iron your hair or you know just more things like that, more tutorials and whatever. And we also have a product. Um, in, it's in the talking works um, that we plan on, well, we were planning on coming out with this summer. Um, with everything going on, it might be a little bit delayed, but we do have a product line um, that is in the works. Nice. And that, will, that will be consumed the majority of growth oils. Okay. Get us okay. together. I yeah. love it. <laughs> No, I just said, come on, product line. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm like. Y'all, y'all out here doing things, videos, okay? Yes. We might need to keep y'all, um, if y'all are open. We're like, hey, can we have a yeah, hair care moment? Of course. Oh, hair care moment with VK I'll... Beauty. <laughs> no, thank you. No, we, well, we wish all the best for that and what's to come we, we know that y'all um will excel in all that you do we, we hope that your business continues to flourish and um that you're guided by the gifts you know you lead with that and i feel like your path will always be open and set for you guys because um 
what y'all do is definitely essential. And we need to see more of our, you know, products made for us, by us, for us. Right. Yeah. Um, and available, and readily us. available to <laughs> yes. us. Yes. What you say? <laughs> I just said, yeah, I was saying yes to both of y'all. <laughs> right. So, yes, definitely. Um, we will definitely stay connected and um, we can't wait to step foot into your salon when we're back mm-hmm. in town. And yes, and to have you back on the show to share more of what you guys have going on. So, as we wrap and close, um, can you share with our listeners how? They can connect with you, how they can, you know, get ready to set their appointments, how they can. Where you're located. Yeah, where you're located. Oh. Yes. Well, we are located in the Chanel area, Little Rock, Arkansas, in the Chanel area, right across the street from the Pomenade Mall. Um, You can find us on social media and IG, VK underscore beauty bar underscore and also Facebook, VK Beauty Bar. And if you're needing to book an appointment, um, you can book at link.tree slash VK Beauty World or find us on Style Scene. Yes. So all our listeners, I don't know if y'all caught on to that, but um, <laughs> Vanille and Lucretia are located in Little Rock, Arkansas. We know we've got listeners all over the place. But hey, if you're not lo- located in, in Little Rock, that's okay. If you're driving through, got a layover or something like that, make sure you book right. an appointment and see these ladies. Go support these ladies. Yes, their hair care um, has no jurisdiction. If you're in right. France, if you're in France <laughs> listening, you welcome all. Yes, if you're visiting. <laughs> from Italy. Come on down to Little Rock, Arkansas. They got you. They got you. (laughs) They got you. Well, um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you both so much for saying yes. Um, I slid in the Lucretia's DM uh, (laughs) the other day. (laughs) Because because I have been you know how you know like we're friends on social media and all that stuff but you know I see when people are moving and shaking and really out here doing things and I was like man I told you and I was like I think I'm gonna reach out to her because I was like I really like what they're doing I see what I see them moving and and doing good big things and so I was like hey and why not now you know what I'm saying especially because you know we're 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 all in quarantine and practicing social distancing and all the things like let's have them on and let's talk, let's hear from the experts about how to make sure we we're taking care of our, our, our hair and different things like that. And so um, just thank y'all so much. I'm so glad that you said yes. And that y'all came on to share your story. Um, And this, I've had a wonderful, wonderful time today. Uh, Yes. Yeah. It was a good talk. I definitely enjoyed this and needed to get out that house for sure. Yeah, yeah. Get out the house. You're welcome. Well, we're glad we can help. Right. <laughs> yes, what Terry said. We thank you, and um, again, thanks to our listeners always for rocking with us um, as we share that you know. Terry and I do not hold this space lightly. We really, truly value what we do and we stand firmly in the vision that we 
have formulated conversations, you know, it's always our desire um, and dream to continue to amplify the voices of black women and to share their stories of transformation, um, share um, in our lessons and celebrating our successes together. So thank you for always being here and to supporting that in those efforts. Um, yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I definitely enjoyed it. Look forward to doing it more often. So fun. Awesome. Well, I don't have anything else. So I guess we'll wrap here. And until next time. All right. Melanate on that. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.